stay loose, I stay high, I stay loose, I stay high, I stay loose, I stay high. I could do this all night, cause I do what I like, yeah, I do what I like, yeah, I do what I like. We're here. We are Joe. We made it, buddy. We finally yeah. got here. I finally was able to get away from work uh, with fitness and all that stuff. You know, the beautiful love of January and everybody coming back to annoy me. But now I get to hang out with you. And, of course, John is on vacation. Go figure our first two shows. I'm the only <laughs> constant. And then in two weeks, I'm going to be gone for a week because I'm going to be out in the middle of the Caribbean, buddy. Yeah, you think you're going to be by yourself. I think we're all just going to show up at that point. I'm just going to sneak on. You're you're on a cruise ship. I'm just going to get a jet ski and show up. Like, Dude, I love it. You really should yeah. definitely do that. First stop is Honduras, so just keep that okay. in mind. All I got right. it. <laughs> Joe, I think we've got a pretty awesome show today. We've got a lot to talk about with everything that happened this weekend with the wild card. And then, of course, yesterday was the last day for rookies to declare, so we've got a couple of guys we want to talk about there as well. Yeah, some people, uh, they waited till that very last second to get that in, even though we knew what was pretty much coming for some of them. But yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, I want to thank Razzballs for just, you know, hosting us, for hosting you, me, John, letting us all get together. I know you guys talked about it on the first show that this just kind of came off a whim, but I'm really excited about it. And if you want to follow us, make sure to follow us, like it says over here in the corner, FF Dino Diehards, and also to follow Razzball at Razzball. And then also go to Razzball.com if you want to listen to the audio version of this. But nobody wants to hear me talk about that stuff. They want to talk football. So let's, let's talk football. It. And let's talk about the game that ended 31 to 30 and somebody fell asleep. So I, I'm going to leave this off very easily. Help the man who fell asleep. Who do we blame? Look, the Chargers just quit pushing the ball. Plain and simple. And the offensive scheme was – it was shit. Okay, I'm just going to say it right now. Joe Lombardi hasn't been a great offensive coordinator. With the amount of talent they have on this team, they should have been able to move the ball better, even in the absence of Mike Williams. And you can talk all you want about they shouldn't have had Mike Williams out, which they shouldn't have had Mike Williams out in Week 18. The dude shouldn't have been playing in a game that didn't matter. But the good teams overcome those kinds of injuries. Good coaching overcomes those kinds of injuries. And I think it's a two-parter. One, you can blame the Chargers, but dude, Trevor Lawrence was like possessed in that second half. It worked out for me in uh, DFS because in the beginning, I'm like, oh my God, he threw four picks, I'm dead. And then I wake up and I had money and it made no sense to me whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was the craziest thing about it. Like he did, I don't know that I've ever seen a a turnaround in a half from one player the way that Lawrence turned it around. It's, it's weird because we've obviously we watched that uh, Colts-Vikings game and we've seen teams turn it around. But like you said, he just – he came out a whole different person. And I'm with you when it comes to the Chargers stuff. I can't believe that Mike Williams played the week before. I'm not saying – if you don't want to sit the whole team, that's fine. But this man is often injured. Why he was even on the field is beyond me at that point. And head started to roll because of that. So we have one of our first firings that happened. And Joe Lombardi's gone. What are, for this offense, you're the Chargers, you're the GM, you're the guy hiring the next offensive coordinator. What do you want as the offensive coordinator? And do you have a specific name that you could give the people? Because God forbid, I don't know a single offensive coordinator until they're actually picked. 
You know, <laughs> it's interesting. I, I like Nathaniel Hackett's offensive style for this offense. Oh, no. <clears throat> As a coordinator. Look, Hackett's <laughs> one of those guys who's – he's a. will give him that he's a good offensive coordinator, but he couldn't hack it as a head coach, and he saw that. It was a lot of the yeah. team management, clock management stuff that he wasn't used to having to do. Not saying he won't get better at it sometime down the line, but, dude, he was a coordinator with some really good Green Bay offenses that were very dynamic – and had Aaron Jones, who's similar to Austin Eckler, and they use him effectively. Uh, not that they're not using him effectively now. He was the most consistent player in fantasy football this season, if you want to talk about that. I want to see someone dynamic. I want to see them spread the ball out. I want them to see them use guys like Joshua Palmer more often because he is a dynamic playmaker. He's not Keaton Allen. He's not Mike Williams. But they need to get guys like that more involved. Look at what the Giants have done well getting yeah. Slayton, Richie James, and Isaiah Hodgins involved in that offense, and it's worked. You can't – they laser-focused on three players all season. It was Keenan yeah, Allen, it was Mike Williams, and it was Austin Eckler if they were healthy. Defenses <clears throat> can shut that down. Jacksonville did it in the second half. Yeah. No, listen, I, I like all of that. I like, you know, like you said, bring in more, a little more Joshua Palmer. I want somebody who's going to utilize Mike Williams correctly. Now, I know that Justin Herbert had the injury with the ribs, so the deep passes weren't really there for a portion of the season. But I want someone who's going to say, like, as much as Keenan Allen's great, he might not be back next year, but if he is, he's up there in age. So I wanted to center around the fact that they have this ginormous guy out there that they could throw these deep shots with, and he's going to go up and he's going to get power bombed through the ground because that happens every time he gets tackled for some reason. But I want that offense to have that explosion. You can have the dink yes. and dunk still with Austin Eckler, but you got to get someone who's going to figure out a way. You just paid Mike Williams. You got to figure out a way to utilize him or it was a really dumb contract you got a big guy in gerald everett for one more season you got donald parham i believe is still there no contract but he's there for something. one more season yeah so you have him let's just say keenan allen retires you have palmer you have williams you have parham you have gerald everett and then you have austin eckler to dink and dunk it with you have weapons and you have a strong defense you just have to get the right guy who can make that offense actually finally flourish and I don't know if there's a specific name. I can't say Nathaniel Hackett because he ruined my Super Bowl bet. So I have a grudge. And I, <laughs> That's I'll fair. Be he, honest. he ruined my fandom season. Yeah, I, I don't know how you did that, man. But let's let's skip before we get to the buy and sell. I'm going to jump over one the buy and sell. The Chargers pick at 21. I do miss Guyton, too. I forgot about him. Yeah. The Chargers pick at 21. You're on the board. What are you looking for for them? Wide receivers, defensive back. Like, where are they going before we do the buy sell? I th I think they need to go secondary. Same. I think they need to. I think they need a quarterback. Um, they hedged their bets on Chris Harris a couple of years ago. That didn't really pan out. He didn't have anything left in the tank. They don't have a whole lot there. Derwin James, when he's healthy, is great. They probably could use some help at safety as well. But I think that's where this team needs to focus. They've got everything on offense. It's just a scheme issue, and they were good for portions of the season it was that fall apart in crunch time but they really need to shore up that defense because really if the defense holds strong in the second half it doesn't really matter what offense they put up they had a yeah. 27 point lead yeah no I, and i agree and you got to have some type of defense i mean you're facing patrick mahomes twice a season that's right you know a, a guy you need to have some type of defense against but, well, you look at teams like Denver, who is horrible, but they stayed <laughs> in games with Kansas City because their defense yeah. is so good. Yeah. And, you know, I know it's an offensive league now, and we all like that because of fantasy, but defense does matter. Defense does win championships. So I love that they're in your 
opinion, they're going to go that way. Now, obviously, trades and everything else can happen. So we're yeah, not even going to try knows. to pretend to know in January. But what I'm going to do to you is a quick buy-sell of each person. You can explain it, one, two sentences. You can get deep into it, whatever you're feeling. All right, let's do it. Let's let's start, obviously, under quarterback, Justin Herbert. You buy him, you sell him. What are you doing? I'm holding right now. If, holding. I don't, if I don't have him, I'm not trying to buy him. But if I have him, I'm not moving him. Now, I'm going to make this a two-parter. Okay. Austin Eckler, Isaiah Spiller. What are you doing with those guys? Uh, I guess you could throw Joshua I, Kelly, too, but I don't you know. You're not going to get a lot for Kelly yeah. at this point. You're not going to get much for Spiller at this point because neither one of them – Kelly had spot involvement, and there were some flash weeks there at the end of the season. And by flash, I mean he had double-digit yeah. points once. But <laughs> I, I don't think you can move those guys. I think those are players that were in a deeper – format where you've got deeper benches you hold on to them otherwise you don't even really want to have them rostered but i'm certainly not trading for any of them eckler no. on the other hand dude austin eckler is a stud and what he's doing is his efficiency is unmatched double digit yeah. fantasy point output every single week during the actual fantasy season yeah. eight points <laughs> in week 18 doesn't really matter in a nothing game where he shouldn't have played at all <laughs> But Eckler's still a buy for me. He's still got something left in the tank. He's a contributing member of this team. I think that Spiller will see an uptick next season. They're going to want to take some of that pressure off of him, like what we've seen San Francisco do with McCaffrey. Yeah. No, I, I like it. I was uh, I was in the league. Now, in this league, I also have CMC, Joe Mixon, and Alvin Kamara. I traded away everybody like long ago, built up those running backs like that. But I traded Austin Eckler because I wanted to be one year early before he plummeted, like almost like a Zeke level. But – they didn't really use him much this year, and now I kind of regret it because I feel like Austin Eckler has at least one more season in him. Isaiah yeah. Spiller, I don't know if I want him. Like, I don't want to touch him. I'm yeah. not trying to buy him. Like, if it's a deep roster, maybe I'll chuck a fourth because, to be honest, who the hell cares about a fourth-round pick? It's very rare they hit anyway, <laughs> you know? So yeah. let's. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift you out of the running backs now, though. So let's go with Williams, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Joshua Palmer. Buy, sell. What are we doing with them? I'm selling all of them at this point. I mean, like you pointed out, Allen's age. He's 30. Yeah. That's pretty much the cliff for a wide receiver, especially if his body style and play style. And how he just got so banged up this season. You wonder, yeah. is the durability there? Kind of the same with Mike Williams. And with Josh Palmer, I don't believe he's ever going to be that involved. In any I, offense, I don't think he's that guy. I don't yeah, think he is either. I, so when people are talking about him, you move him. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like you said, like they're talking about him, you move him. I might wait till the offensive coordinator comes, whoever it might be, and if it's like a bigger name, somebody that people are excited about, I get a little bit extra in my Jason trade. Garrett. Oh, that that's never anything exciting. Can we just you know we'll just clap? For the whole, I, I still I can't I can't watch him clap. It bugs the hell out of me. <laughs> but let's hit the tight ends for this team before we move on. Gerald Everett, he's got one more season there. Donald Parham, big. We're always saying he's got this ability to break out, and then obviously he's got another tight end against him. It never happens. He was injured most of the year. So what are we doing with the two tight ends? If you've got Parham and someone's willing to give you something for him, even if it's like a sixth-round rookie pick, if you have a league with that many rounds, I would do it. He's one of those guys we kept waiting and you know, you want him to do something every year. He's just not that guy. Yeah. So they, I, keep, I, they keep bringing in someone else. So he he's good for NFL purposes because he's humongous. Right. But I don't think he's good for fantasy purposes. And I made the trade before the season on a fourth 
hoping like he can become the guy. It isn't going to happen. I'm going to move on in that league from him because it's just I'm wasting a spot. I'm never going to play him, not unless right. I'm absolutely stuck. Right. He's just not that. He's not that pass catching prototypical no. tight end. He's the blocking guy. He's the guy who takes up space. A hundred percent with Everett. <clears throat> I for the right price, I'd buy him. Yeah, it all depends on like you said. Every everybody's for sale in Dynasty for me. So for the right price, I'll buy him. He's not amazing. He's not gonna crush games. He's not gonna. He doesn't really give me right. a zero most of the time. He just kind of lands there. But tight end kind of sucks. So if you need a backup <laughs> tight end to somebody, go ahead and try and grab him. But let's go to a team that actually is a very good tight end that's out of the playoffs now which I called because it was the most obvious call of the weekend. Well, Let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings Giants game. Yeah. Primetime Kirk strikes again. Like the dude, <laughs> isn't it incredible how he just wilts in these big moments? I just, I don't understand. I really just don't understand. And I was having this argument with so many Viking fans and I found out the Viking fans are almost as crazy as Eagles fans, but we have we had these arguments They're like our coach is amazing, our quarterback's amazing. They won a lot of games in like one score situations when last year they couldn't do that. And that sounds great on paper, but this is a first year head coach. And when the lights get bright, I don't know if he really truly had it because I think he got out coached through the entire game. Oh, he did. What Brian Dabble did in that game was phenomenal. Um, I'm just gonna say it. I think the Giants are the better team. Yeah, I think they were I the better, they were team, the better team. Yeah, and I think I they had they a had tougher a... schedule. And I hate to say this, but they were the NFC East was a much tougher division than the NFC North. Yep. And if they had one wide receiver, Kenny Galladay was the the former Kenny Galladay. If they had anybody on the outside, I'd be a little more scared this weekend for my Eagles. So are we are we blaming the loss on the Vikings? Are we saying the Giants just won it? Where are we going? Who I gotta point a finger at somebody, man. It's it's what I do. Well, it's both. The Giants are good. Brian Dabble has his team believing in himself. And dude, Minnesota's defense isn't good. And it's been their yeah, handicap all season. And that's okay. what you pointed out where they keep winning these like one score games is because their offense can put up a ton of points, but they let the other team put up a ton of points too. And with the Giants, the Giants defense was just a better matchup or worse matchup for them than they've had most of the season in a lot of these close games. Plus, uh, can we just blame it? Let's just blame it on Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I'm fine with that. The curse of Kirk. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But I'm really excited for the next point, and it's just because it was the dumbest joke of my life. But is Dalvin Cook, Chef Boyard, done? Dude, he might be. I should go on timeout for that, by the way, because that's (laughs) atrocious. But I was so excited about it. But is he done? Because I don't know what to do with him. I, the consistency is concerning the way he gets dinged up and then will miss time within a game is concerning. The fact that Alexander Madison is such a good back is concerning. This team's got to look at themselves in the mirror pretty hard this off season. Kirk cousins isn't, he's not the guy who's going to get them past the first or second round of the playoffs. Yeah, he doesn't have it. I don't care how many chains he wears. I don't care how cool <laughs> he looks on a plane. He can he has ice in his veins when he's at thirty thousand feet, but he cannot keep his composure in big moments. If this team doesn't move on from him, and they might want to look at moving on from Dalvin Cook if they can, just because you're he's getting up there in age. He's a running back that's had a lot of wear and tear. He's shown he can't stay on the field. His body's breaking down. He's injured. I would move him. 
if you can move him in dynasty now yeah he might still have some like back end rb2 upside next season but i can't see it being much more than that i'm i'm kind of hoping to catch a manager in my league who just sees the finished product of dalvin cook because i think he was rb8 if i'm not mistaken yep. and that and that looks great on paper when you get close to the sea oh man he was a top 10 running back still but he just gave you these like 12 for 50, 12 for 60 style games, and they don't win you a fantasy week. All he does is drag you down. And with that name, this is the last little bit before he falls off that cliff, in my opinion. Well, if you look at his fantasy scores in PPR for the last, let's say, eight weeks of the season, seven points, nine points. Then he had 16 week 13 against the jets, but then seven points, then a boom week against a really bad indie defense. He had 26, yeah. 10 against the giants in week 16. And then if you rolled him out in the fantasy championships in week 17, 6.4 points, which everyone yeah. you, you rolled him out. If you had him based on where he was being drafted, PPR running back 11 standard running back nine. Like you said, those aren't bad numbers, but when you look at his production late in the season, he just faded. Yeah, and I, it's the age, it's the injuries. I, I don't really – like, he's not obviously the focal point anymore. That's Justin Jefferson. And they brought in a guy, TJ Hawkinson. And my biggest question with TJ Hawkinson, is he the number two tight end off the board behind Travis Kelsey next year? You're doing a startup. You can make a tight end premium for this question if you want or you don't have to. Who who are the top three tight ends you're picking? Because I feel like TJ Hawkinson might have to be number two. I think Hawkinson is number two. I mean, if you look at what he did with limited time in Minnesota, I mean, he came in and made an instant impact week one, first game, which was impressive. Yeah, I think he's probably my tight end two after Kelsey. Tight end three, that's going to be a toss-up for me. I I, I feel like it's got to be Kyle Pitts, but it really depends on the quarterback for me. Kyle Pitts hasn't shown me enough. To have, and I know, like, for instance, player profiler, dynasty rankings, some of the best in the industry. Yeah. They've got him as their dynasty tight end one. And I vehemently disagree with that because we, I need to see it. And if he's going to be yeah. in Atlanta with Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter, I don't know how much they're going to use him because Arthur Smith is just not the kind of offense he runs. He doesn't target Kyle Pitts, which doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I don't get it. But I'm also not an NFL coach. It's hard for me to have Pitts in that top three. I'll put him in my top five, but I'm going to tell you who I think actually is a little bit above him is Pat Fryermith. Okay. Okay. I don't hate that because I thought we were going to go Andrews and the Lamar thing makes me nervous. Forget about it. Look, Mark Andrews, we talked about him on the in-between show last night. He was one of my like, what the love and thunder compared to (laughs) Thor. You loved him or he just destroyed you. The problem with Mark Andrews was his past week, 12, he only had one double digit fantasy point output in the fantasy play between week 13 and 16. He averaged 6.8 fantasy points PPR. Yeah. Baltimore's Baltimore's hard to grade at this point because we, with Lamar Jackson, maybe he gets targets. Maybe he doesn't depends on if they have wide receivers healthy and like, really he didn't have double digit digit targets past week six was the last time he had double-digit targets. Yeah, they're just such a weird team. And then you think of tight end in general, and it's also weird because Travis Kelsey could retire. TJ Hawkinson was with the Vikings for a little bit of time. Kyle Pitts, we don't know the quarterback, and do we really like it? 
Mark Andrews, we just discussed. Darren Waller, he has a different quarterback coming. He's older. Like, tight end kind of sucks. So I love that pack call. I actually love it a lot because he has his young quarterback. He's got talent. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I forgot about George Kittle completely. I wanted to throw well, I wanted I like this because I really like this. Mr. Scampers. We have a cat, we have a huge cat on yeah. if you didn't yes. know. Scampers yes. is one of my favorite. His wife, Mrs. Scampers, hops in from time to time to say hi as well. <laughs> this is a good take, though. I like this. If Purdy's the yeah. starter next year, George Kittle is his primo oh, number one him. target. He loves him. Just he'll go after Kittle in high value situations all day. He finds Kittle in space. Which I love. Yeah, when you get Kittle, you get Kittle in space. Dude can work and score. Yeah. So really good one, Mr. Scampers. I love it. I want to shout out Jamie in the chat. You're late. It's okay, okay. man. It's okay. Yeah. You can check us out on the audio. You can rewatch on YouTube later, guys. And make sure if you're tuned in today or you're watching the rewatch, make sure you like and subscribe to this video. Subscribe to the Razzball channel. Check us out. If you're looking for an audio podcast, you can find us on Spotify, Deezer, all of the podcast platforms you can find it on the rasball website and just the audio only vision version but make sure you're subscribed guys make sure you're liking you're following we're here every wednesday all right joe you ready you're ready because I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question which i feel ask like is a simple one before we get the buy and sell vikings are 23 they have to go defensive back right they have to do something with that defense they have to patrick peterson i mean <clears throat> He's not what he once was. He had some good games this season, but he's not a reliable every down corner. He's a guy you yeah. want in more of like a nickel or dime package where he's not playing every down. And you can run him into like some sort of like double coverage zone coverage where you're not relying on him for man. Yeah. Yes. They're, they need to go cornerback at 23. Yeah. Fully agree. But let's hit with a quick buy sell before we move into the next game. All right. Buy sell Kirk Cousins. Sell. Okay. Buy sell Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Uh, I'm selling Cook buying Madison. I like that one. All right. Justin Jefferson's a simple buy. If anybody buy. says sell, I'm not talking to him anymore. All right. Adam Thielen, I'm assuming is the other route. I'm going to sell. Yeah, it sounds like he's looking to jump ship. Yeah, and and you can sell him. If you can. There are yeah. people out there who still see his value. And I, I think if he moves situations that could be decent for him, I'm just not willing to take that risk. Yeah, me either. And then let's uh let's hit a couple of the smaller names. We have TJ Hawkinson, we have Irv Smith Jr. and KJ Osborne. What are we doing there? Uh probably I'm gonna hold Osborne. I like his okay. value in this offense. I like what we saw later in the season. I don't think there's enough value that I'm gonna get in return that's worth it for me. I just yeah. kind of want to wait and see. Hawkinson's a buy for me. Irv Smith is a sell. Yeah, Irv Smith is done. Once they traded for TJ Hawkinson, he was yeah. done. Like we just said, TJ Hawkinson could be the number two. And if Kelsey retires, possibly the number one. So we can we could skip right past the Vikings game now. We can go into a game that shocked the hell out of me for being this close. Uh the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. What what's your we could talk about the game in a second, but I think the more important thing, especially as a dynasty show. What's your game plan with Tua? What you have him? He's on your team. What are you doing? Can you even do anything right now? I don't think there's a lot you can do because it's too much up in the air. I'm fine holding on to him and kind of waiting to see what's his involvement in OTAs. Yeah, that's going to be the big one for me. I want to see well, one what they do in the draft, and two, I want to see what happens in OTAs when they start getting those rookies into camp. Even if they do draft a quarterback, is Tua still getting a lot of the first team reps? Does it seem like he's still the first team guy? Um, if you're stacked at quarterback, though, move him now. 
Yeah, if you can. If you, because if, if it gets into camp and it looks like he's not going to be the starter, you're not going to get anything for him. Yeah. It looks like he's this, slow. This, and... this is the situation. I don't know Teddy Bridgewater's contract. I'm pretty sure he's a free agent. But, like, I could see Andy Dalton ending up there and just <laughs> continuing this path of annoying me on teams that I don't want him to be near. So, I this is – like, that's the situation. I feel like the Dolphins are going to go get another veteran because I like Teddy. He's a nice guy, but he can't stay healthy either, and you can't have that with this issue. So, I think they're going to get somebody who can stay in for a bit in case he goes down. Just a little throwback here. Sickles is buying all of Hawkinson. I know Sickles. He is a Minnesota guy, so I, I'm yeah. not surprised here. <clears throat> Cook and Madison are both free agents. That is true, but they're going to retain Madison. I don't know that they they really care about Cook. We've got Brad Bull, our boy from down under here. Selling Tua coming back in 2023. I'm, I'm right there with you, Brad. I completely agree with you. If Tua is capable. <laughs> I think, you know, I think the question is going to be if he's capable. We know he's yeah, capable, he has the skill, and we know he wants to get out of once he gets out of protocol, he should be fine. It's what's his risk tolerance moving forward, and that's what we're yeah. gonna have to find out because you know they're gonna be conversations with family and friends this offseason. He's gonna be talking to probably some independent neurologists and doctors to figure out like what's my risk factor after these three concussions that were pretty severe and not that spaced out. Yeah, and as there's a lot who to was this. not. I was knocked out of a professional sport because of concussions. They don't they don't take that lightly. Even though people think the NFL takes it lightly, trust me, they don't. There's a lot that goes on in the background. And like you said, family, friends, like the people that are around him are going to talk to him. Because I have weeks that are just gone. Like I don't have them. So and that's why I retired. And if he's anywhere near that, he should retire. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Exactly. Just for his own health. And he's got like long life being an analyst and everything like that. He has so many routes he can go. But let's let's keep sticking with the Dolphins. Well, let's talk about something that's not so sad, but maybe it is. Well, here, uh, I've got something you, sad for you. Oh, what do you think God. about this one? No, 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 <laughs> baby, no. Listen, the man got me a Super Bowl. I love Nick Foles to death for that forever. So you wouldn't, Foles, want, you wouldn't want him in Miami no. as the backup to Tua. I All didn't right. even want Nick Foles in Philly, and I was wrong for the playoffs. But every other moment of that, I was sure. right. But I got a Super Bowl, so I was wrong. I'll take the L on that. But let's, let's discuss this Dolphins running back field issue because they're getting up there in age. They traded my boy Chase Edmonds. I'm just going to, you know, RIP, pour one out, whatever we want to do for Chase Edmonds. What should they do? Should they go free agency? Should they go draft? They don't really have a lot of picks. I believe they pick it like 52 is their first pick because of the trades. 
and Sweet. for losing a pick too. I know, I know that like you and John got into that for the pick. So like, I'm pretty sure they're down to 52 for the first pick. What should they do with running back? You know, I, I'm actually really curious to see what they do. Salvin Ahmed is a restricted free agent heading into this off season. So we'll have to see what kind of where they go with that, but he, he got a lot of usage in that game against Buffalo. So maybe he's someone they're considering. I wouldn't be surprised to see them try and retain Jeff Wilson. Yeah. I think he's the only one that stays. McDaniel's familiar with him. They obviously want him to be a part of this role. So. Yeah. But otherwise you can't lean on on Mostert. He's already 31 at this point. Yeah. You're not leaning on Mostert. He's, he's a bit back at best at this point in his career. I wouldn't be surprised to see them do something in the draft. Yeah. I mean, like you, like we said, their first pick's 52. I, running backs, you don't draft high. They're not going to be in the Bijan, you know, territory of stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if they add another back into it, but I don't really know if I want any of them anyway. Yeah. I don't know if there's one and I want because they are hyper-targeting. Yeah, they're hyper-targeting. They have, yeah. you know, why wouldn't you? You have Tyreek Hill, you have Jalen Waddle. You hyper-target. Yep, Exactly. But let's let's swing it to the other side. And I know they're still in the playoffs, but I gotta ask: Did the window for Gabe Davis reopen? Because it has slammed shut, and then he had a really great playoff game again. Do you have a little window here to possibly sell off Gabe Davis, or should you keep him? No, I. This is a good window to sell Gabe Davis. <clears throat> Here's something I noticed, and it was pointed out to me by the wonderful Pod Father Matt Kelly that. He's terrible. His contested catch rate <laughs> is terrible. And if you go out, you watch some of the film on these contested catches, and it's like, look, I'm not an NFL receiver. I am 40 years old. <laughs> My body does not work the way it did when it was younger. But I'm telling you, if you just threw me a jump ball in some of these situations, I would at least get my hands on it. Yeah. Davis cannot track the ball. So unless he's wide open down the field, he doesn't. he's not going to make the catch. Um, yeah. So you should be selling him. You yeah, as soon as you get the chance. Yeah, and I sell him for anything. I traded for him before this season pretty cheap, hoping I get that pop-off that we were sure. all debating and arguing. It didn't happen. It's a failed trade. Things happen, but it's time for me to now get rid of him because he's got the profile I want. He's tall as hell. Like, you would think sure. he'd be great. Nah, just didn't work. And then his teammate, the one I'm excited about, James Cook, his usage has been just climbing the charts here, and they're using him a lot. What are, what are we looking for next year with him? Are we afraid the Bills are going to add somebody? Do we think he just becomes the number one and maybe like a Heinz or somebody is behind him? How do you feel when you look at James Cook? You know, I I think he's going to be the number one. Now, that said, I still think they're going to try and go after another back. Devin Singletary, free agent. They're likely not going to try and sign him. They don't want to spend that kind of capital on a middle of the road at best running back. I mean, they've only paid him $5.59 million over the course of his first four seasons yeah. in the league. So they'll probably move on from Singletary. I can see them retaining Hines as like a bit part, but I also kind of find that to be slightly unlikely. I think they'll probably go like a mid-round running back in the draft after they've kind of shored up some of these issues on defense and offensive but, line. But definitely later than the second yeah. round pick that James Cook was. Yes. Yeah I, I, yeah, I fully agree. I think this becomes like a 60-40 James Cook with whoever they add in. So that's why I was a big fan of him. I know there was a lot this year, but I knew there was a future with him. Well, and even if they retain Singletary on maybe a cheaper deal, I still think that split holds. James Cook is just the better, more talented, more dynamic back. Yeah. 
Yeah, fully agree. Fully agree. Uh, before we do the buy sell for the Dolphins, their first picks at fifty two. You're the GM. What are you looking for? Like, you're what? Are, how are you fixing the Dolphins at fifty two? Oh, at fifty two, I mean, you're probably not looking running back. Probably secondary help. Probably safety help more than yeah. anything is what they need. Their corners have been fairly decent. Uh, they just don't get that that deep coverage help, that over the top help. And their safety blitzing hasn't been that effective. It's kind of the one part that that defense really needs to be elite. I mean, they went out and they got Bradley Chubb. Their pass rush yeah. has been phenomenal. They're getting pressure, but quarterbacks are able to get the ball downfield on those safeties. So for me, get one of these high end safeties with that 52nd pick. I agree. I think that's a very, very good play. Let's uh, let's do the buy sell for Miami since they're now out. Let's you know bon voyage them. Let's go starting at quarterback. Tua, you're gonna buy. You're gonna sell. And I'm gonna take hold away from you here. You have to buy oh. or sell him on this one. Probably sell. Yeah, I think if I can, I'm I'm getting well, out. It, of, I want nothing to do with this. You know, even if he comes back and he plays next season, first concussion. I mean, you're looking at six weeks down or retirement. So, yeah, yeah. If you can get out from Tua, I mean, don't make a stupid deal. But if you can get out from Tua, get out from Tua. I yeah. fully agree. Uh, let's do the running backs, even though they're going to kind of be everywhere and they're older. Raheem Moster, Jeff Wilson. I'm assuming if you could sell them, you sell them. I'm selling both if I can sell them. Which yeah, I Wilson's going to be an e- Wilson will be an easier sell, I think. Yeah, they, they were good Moster, trade but... four pieces if I was a contender in the playoffs. But now it's yep. time to try to move on. Let's go Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. What are we doing with those two? They're still big time buys for me. Yeah. It's gonna yeah, be hard to, it's gonna be hard to get Tyreek, I think, at this point, because you know that he's like the focal point of that offense. Waddle will be a little bit less expensive. He faltered there the last few weeks, wasn't used as much, but make no mistake about it. These two guys are the focal point of this offense. And whatever they do yeah. this offseason is going to be built around getting those two the ball more. Yeah, and I think they're going to get somebody, even if it is just like an Andy Dalton, somebody who can actually get the ball to them, and I think they're going to be fine. Nothing against Teddy, good guy. Nothing against Skylar Thompson should be in the NFL as a starter. Is this, a, then, good, is this a good spot for Gardner Minshew? Ooh. Is he still under Eagles contract? Because I want a first then. Either they don't, like, you know, 2024 first. Like, I'm going to be unreasonable <laughs> about this, man. I mean, look, I believe he's – I don't think he's under contract heading into the season. I don't know anymore. Right I've, I've lost track of that because, like, Jalen became the guy, so I just don't really nope. care as much. Unrestricted free agent heading Ooh, into the season. So that would be a, a nice He's accrued his four seasons, yeah. And it's a I spot think that would be a good fit. Could, yeah, and it's a spot where he could fight for the starter role that he wants because of everything with Tua. I like that. Now, I like this next guy, the last guy for buy sell, Mike Jasicki. I like him a lot more if Gardner's there because Gardner loves that tight end. So, Mike Jasicki, what are you doing? I still like the way that they worked him into the offense in like the second half of the season. Yeah. But that said, he's probably a sell for me because of how he got worked in. There's no guarantee that that happens next season. So get what you can get from at this point. Unless again, there are qualifiers to all of this advice. Yes. If you have a really yeah. deep bench and you're like, well, but who would I go get instead of Mike Gusecki? Then don't move him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make a trade just because we say sell him. Make a good trade. That is important. Mm-hmm. That is the very important part of this. Let's move into a rookie that I honestly never thought we'd be talking about. I mean, he was Mr. Irrelevant. Let's talk about Brock Purdy. Let's talk about these Niners. Let's talk about the Seahawks. 
the first thing, I guess, we got to talk about Brock Purdy. He had three touchdowns. I think he was, like, the first rookie to do that since, like, Dan Marino I was reading, which is wild. They both wear 13. What are you doing? You have him in Dynasty, let's say. What are you doing with Brock Purdy? It would be really interesting if you had him in Dynasty before the season started or yeah. any time before week, like, 14, 13, I believe. Um, I'm holding Purdy. <clears throat> And I am trying to acquire Purdy. I actually just took Brock Purdy in a startup in the eighth round. Okay. So uh, super flex or super regular? flex, super flex, okay. of course. Okay. The kid's talented. Yeah. I know you've got Trey Lance. Jimmy G's gone. Forget yeah, about he's that. Gone. He, he maybe he ends up in Miami. Who knows? I think he ends up in Indy because it just fits. He's so vanilla. And, yeah, and it does. Yeah. Um, nah. Purdy's. Purdy's competition for the starting job is Trey Lance. We don't know when Trey Lance is going to be ready. Yeah. He might be ready by camp. He might not. Sounds like he'll be ready by camp. But then this becomes a legit quarterback battle, especially if he pushes him to the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I, I, think can't, I can't capable. say that as an Eagles fan, so I refuse to agree with that part because it's not happening. <laughs> sure, sure. But it could it could happen. Yeah, It could yes. happen. And there's been a lot of talk about him being a system quarterback and, oh, he's got all this talent around him. And my co-host Seth Wilcock brought this up last night on our show is that, sure, Tom Brady had a shitload of talent around him when he won his first Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger had a shitload of talent around him when he won his first Super Bowl. Tom Brady's got talent around him his whole career. They brought in Randy Moss. He had Corey Dillon, Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez. He's always had talent. Yeah. A, a great quarterback. Look at poor Dan Marino, man. <laughs> yeah. You know why the dude the dude's one of the greatest quarterbacks who ever lived, but he doesn't get talked about because he never won a title because he was never on a team that was good enough to get that far, regardless yeah. of how good he was. Greatness needs greatness to be great. I'm not saying Purdy's great. Purdy's really good. And for He's a dude who was the last pick in the draft, yeah. he hasn't lost a game yet, guys. I yeah. don't care who's around him. And- Players are only good if you can get them the ball. My biggest thing and my biggest thing that comes with people saying, like, oh, he's a system quarterback. Okay, is the coach leaving? Is he leaving? He's still in that system. Like it doesn't matter if he's just a system quarterback. If he stays in that same system, it doesn't matter for fantasy. I don't lose points for that. Are there teams that don't run systems? I'm confused. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it doesn't it make any nuts. sense. And this yeah. is a great point too. Kurt Ra- Kurt Warner mm-hmm. surrounded by not just talent. He had Marshall Falk. Yeah. He had Tory Holt. <laughs> I mean, the yeah, talent Fitzgerald on that. at one point, like yeah. he, you know, Bolden. Like he he got he got surrounded. He got surrounded yeah. by people, you know, from one quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, to somebody who was dead for fantasy and has right. resurrected like the Phoenix. Geno Smith. What are we doing? How do we feel? I mean, he was quarterback five, I think, on the season. I He's obviously – I think he's going to start next season. There's no way they could just draft a rookie yeah, and start him starter. after this. So what are you doing with Gino? Are you trying to get out now in case the rug gets pulled out? you keeping him? Where are we going? I'm holding him right now. Yeah. I don't think there's enough value to move him. And where I have him, I needed him really badly. And as it turns out, he's kind of slotted into my rosters pretty <laughs> nicely. And Wait and see. He got them to the playoffs, yeah. a team that – Everyone expected to be last in their division. They made it as a wild card. They made it ahead of the Super Bowl champion Rams. They got ahead of the Kyler Murray Arizona Cardinals. So I'm going to hold him for now. I want to see what this turns into because 
if he can build on what he did last season with DK and Tyler Lockett and get Rashad Penny back and have Kenneth Walker, another full season, Noah Fant was starting to get used more in the end of the season. I like the situation for him. Yeah. He's got a lot of talent around them. They have a lot of draft picks to build the team, obviously, because your Brown coach traded everything for Russell Wilson. (laughs) And you brought up Kenneth Walker. So what happens with Rashad Penny? You have him on the roster. What are you doing? Do you think he's here? Do you think he's somewhere else? What's your thoughts with Rashad Penny? I waited so long for him to be good. And for him <laughs> to get, get the opportunity. Not that, not to for him to be good. We knew he was good. For him to get the opportunity. I just can't see them re-signing him. <clears throat> so yeah. I think he's on the move. He could be a guy who ends up in Buffalo. Yeah. But no, that said, I, I'm I probably selling at this that. point. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't yeah. mind him in Buffalo. Uh, I, I don't think he comes back. Like you said, I think the franchise is just kind of – they're done dealing with this injury yeah. over and over. And you can go get a running back anywhere. Like running backs are mm-hmm. a dime a dozen, unfortunately, for the position. So I agree. I think he moves on. I think he goes somewhere else. I kind of like the Buffalo call there. Before we play the buy-sell with the Seahawks and give them their bond voyage, the Seahawks have the fifth and the 20th in the first round. Are you looking at just one side of the ball? Because they're pretty stacked on offense, except for like the line, maybe. Where are you, if you're the GM, where are you going with those two picks? Well, I think they're probably going to go offensive line. There's that kid out of, I believe it's Oklahoma, that is being touted as a top five pick. I think they get him at five. And then they probably just work on their defense for the majority of the rest of the draft, especially the early rounds. They need help all around. They need, they've really got to shore up that run defense. So if you can get some of those like, hole clogging linebacker, just a bigger defensive lineman that can shift well and block some of those gaps. I think that's where they need to go and then work on the secondary as well, which they're going to do some of this in free agency, but yeah. if it was me, that would be my focus in the draft. No, listen, they're in a very good position. There's not many teams that obviously make the playoffs and they get two first round picks outside of my Eagles and the Seahawks. And, you know, there's not many of them that do that. So they got a good foundation. They could build on it. So let's hit the buy sell for this team. We've already you just said you're gonna hold Geno Smith. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over him. Let's do Tyler Lockett. Let's do DK Metcalf. Buy sell. They're both they're both buys for me. Okay. And Tyler Lockett stays in Seattle. There's no Yeah, he's not going okay. no, they're not gonna let him leave. Okay. Uh Noah Fant. We'll we'll do an easier one. Probably <laughs> sell just because I mean he, he had a little bit of production here at the end of the season. Don't know that that'll be replicated again. Uh get something for him now while you can. I like I like that call. And then Kenneth Walker. I think it's buy. an automatic buy. Buy. Yeah. I love buy. him. I, I can't buy. sell him. I thought about selling him for somebody in the fantasy playoffs. And I was like, you're good, but you're giving me a wild haul if I'm getting rid of Kenneth Walker. Because you're using him to win. I know that. Give me everything, but it just didn't work out for me, unfortunately. So from talking of rookie of this season, why don't we talk about the rookies that are coming up? At least a couple of them. Well, you know, I'm excited about this rookie class, uh, mostly because John has gotten me so excited about this rookie <laughs> class. John he is does very a, excited. He does a good job of that. So just real quick, we want to hit on some things before we get out of here. We had some late declares, which this is kind of the most interesting part is a will he, won't he with specifically CJ Stroud and Quentin Johnston out of TCU. Stroud might be the bigger part of this. He's yeah. looking at being a top five pick. The question is, do the Texans go for Bryce Young? Do they go for Stroud or does somebody jump ahead of them, take that Bears pick, and then they're going to have to pick 
whoever's left. I it, think that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, like, obviously the Bears pick will make a big difference on who trades in if they trade in. And then I think it matters a lot. <laughs> I still love this. Uh, I I think a big difference comes from who is the coach of the Houston Texans because the style that they want is going to really dictate this. I like C.J. Stroud. I think he's very accurate. I think he has a good arm. I don't think it's great. I wish he was a little more mobile and ran around a little bit more. I know he can. He just doesn't do it as much as I would like. So I think it really depends on the coach. And I don't know if, like, who the Houston Texans will even go because it just seems like they keep putting coaches the pastor. Like they're they're just one and done in everybody. So I, if I'm CJ, I might pull the Eli Manning, but like I'm not playing here. Like send me somewhere else. Well, I saw a joke that was the Texans are searching for their next uh, head coach at John's Labor Ready Services temporary <laughs> employment. It's, honestly, it really is, and I feel bad. Right. And, I, and I love that Lovey Smith basically said like you know double birds like. I'm winning this game and you're getting screwed out of that pick. Like, I I love that. I think, I do think like someone's going to trade up, but if we're going to do no trades and the first quarterback off the board is Houston, I think it's Bryce Young. I don't think it's CJ. That makes the most sense to me as well. Now, one more player I want to touch on here because I kind of, I don't watch a ton of college football guys. I study a lot of college football, but I don't watch a lot of it live. I have to have one day a week (laughs) to to not pour into football all day. Saturdays are that day for Jen and I. However, she brought somebody up a couple days, uh, a couple weeks ago. Quentin Johnson, TCU. Is he the best wide receiver in this class? Is he the first wide receiver off the board? I don't know because I keep hearing so many different names. Like it all depends on who you listen to. And every time I listen to somebody, I get hyped for their person. Whether it's Jackson, whether it's Quentin, you know, I heard Jordan Addison. And I'm like, oh, I really live now. I kind of been bouncing all around, but the dude, the dude is big and he fits my profile of what I like. I mean, 6'3, 215, the last, you know, depending on what they actually say he is. Right, right, right. But I, he's a big guy. My only worry is that he gets dinged up, but I feel like it's the NFL and everybody gets dinged up and that like his speed kind of fades a little bit from what I'm reading, what I'm studying, what I'm researching. And obviously it's going to happen, but when your speed dings and your big thing is speed, it makes me a little, makes me a little cautious. What is he like your guy? Uh, He's turning into it. The more I watch film, the more I see, I like Jordan Addison. I know more, a little bit more about Jordan Addison because he grew up a couple blocks from our buddy Herms, CH Herms of draft sharks knows his family. Um, big Jordan Addison fan, but I think Quentin Walker, the size is what gets me the size and the speed size combination. He he's my favorite wide receiver in this class. So we'll see how this all goes. Joe, it's been a blast, man. First show out. There we go. Got a little change into the guard happening guys. We're going to talk about this stuff a little bit more, especially as we get into free agency, because we're going to have guys like Tom Brady making decisions on what they're going to do moving forward. Matt Ryan might be out, might be retiring. We've got a lot to talk about. We're just scratching the surface here in these first few shows. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe to the Razball channel, folks. That's where you're going to find us every week. Set notifications so you don't miss out. We look forward to seeing you guys next Wednesday with the full crew. No less. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Joe, any parting thoughts? 
No, I, 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 you were, you were kid. You crushed it. You did it right. Like you said, follow Nate, follow John, follow me, follow us at FF Dino Diehards, follow Razzball. I'm excited because, like you said, there's a lot that's going to shake out soon. So we're going to see the Tom Brady's, the Derek Carr's, the Jimmy Garoppolo's. So you have to keep coming back because every time somebody moves, every time a coordinator gets hired, every time a coach is put into a position, all the shifts and changes. So keep coming back Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. I'll be here. Nate will be here. John will be back from his vacation. We loved having you guys. We'll see you guys next week. I stay loose. I stay tight. I 